Welcome, rebel scum. <laughs> we. <laughs> that was a good one. We are the architects of entropy, and this is episode six. Wow. Made it to six. Woo. Look at us. What? It's a record. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are back. Uh, though it's been two weeks for you, it has been more than two weeks for us. It's been a little bit of a, little bit of a hiatus for us as, uh, as, uh, summer ate our lives. Still is, uh, in different ways, but, um, we are all here and, uh, uh, Rick is here. How you doing, Rick? Uh, wonderful. Good, good. Your, uh, recording studio basement is, uh, back together again, I see. Yes, yes, it's, uh, yeah. We won't discuss that. <laughs> Look, anybody who's recorded a podcast knows that most people just sit in a closet. The closet wasn't the problem. It's a proud tradition. Yeah. Uh, John, how are you, buddy? Your birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Uh, by the time this comes out, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> Happy birthday for then, too. Aww. Yes. Well, yeah, we're doing fine. Fine. And how did you celebrate so, your birthday last night, John? Oh, we had meat. We had so yes, much meat. Did. It was a lot of good meat. We went to a Brazilian steakhouse. We celebrated the day after my birthday by trying to buy a car, which was less successful. Not capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this will be a nice respite from that hellish nightmarescape. It will. It will. <laughs> Jillian, how are you? Living the goddamn dream. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah well you know i mean hey you still you still get the, the you know you still get the residual uh uh meat uh, uh oh coma. absolutely i had the meat sweat and i know it's indelicate for a lady to admit that but it's true i was <laughs> legit amazed at how took is not my wife i was. also was drunk off my ass out of a tiny little shot they called the that mini was beard. something go yeah. get that it hit it it went down it looked yummy it was amazing. We'll, we'll get we'll get around next time, and we'll have a designated driver because that thing will knock <laughs> you on your tuckus. Yeah, yeah. I have not been uh, that tipsy in a damn long time, so uh, yeah. highly recommend. There was so much. Oh god, it was insane. Anyway, uh, Brazilian steakhouses, yummy. Scott. Who is uh, hey, uh, the yeah. resident vegetarian? Well, I yeah, no, no, no. Good, good Brazilian steakhouse, great. <laughs> um, no, that used to be for before I went all all vegan. That was uh, that was that work that would everybody. Oh, would you are now the down to go to, to. yeah, full yeah, vegan. and 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 that would be the thing. And and so now if they go, I'm all like, yeah, whatever. And I, I used to be yeah. like eighty percent. Uh, uh, vegan, so I, I would have enough to cheat for like function, so I wouldn't have to force everyone to go to a restaurant they didn't want to go to. And I still mm. don't. I just don't eat that much. <laughs> if you get like the salad, and it's not really a salad; it's a salad and like sides bar. Oh God, yeah, no, that's uh, most this, places that you can it, just do that, and you'll, there's enough I can really get by nummy. with if I'm not being super strict because you know there's mayo on things and stuff like that. You got to avoid lots that. of cheese. I can deal with it. Yeah, cheese is a is is, is yeah. trying to avoid cheese. At any kind of popular restaurant is pretty much out, but I, I can I can cheat a little bit for the sake of solidarity with other people who want to get meat sweats. Yeah. I will say a couple of things. One, uh, I feel like meat sweats is indelicate for anyone to say. I don't think that's yeah. purely right. just anything. So I, I, I think I think we could go. We, we we can say that that's you're just going to be indelicate. No worries. Uh, cool. Two, uh, I would pray for my uh, uh, teams to pick to go out to. 
a Brazilian steakhouse, even though it's not as exciting for me, um, because the last time the team picked something, they wanted to go to Olive Garden. So we had a team lunch at Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, I could not get the taste of the gun I put in my mouth out of <laughs> You know, it's, it's pretty unclassy, but uh, Olive Garden for lunch is at least... Yeah, no, it's... Not the worst. Well... I uh, I am. I, mean, I, am I wasn't bit, paying for it, so I didn't. Feel yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't pull the trigger. But I still, a, you know. Ooh. I have said before that I am a basic bitch, so I I, I, I will mean, do some Olive Garden if it comes to it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I the mean, more I will eat at Olive Garden. Don't don't get me wrong. They're, they're, Olive but uh, Garden yeah, it's it's not it's it's not it's not. Optimal. I'm not going to starve <laughs> rather than eat at Olive Garden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still don't think we're getting our endorsement. So. No, I was going to say none of these brands uh, are going to are going to be helping to us. I change my opinion if they want to give us money. I yeah, am, I don't. I don't. I, uh, I am totally for sale. It's cool. I have when you're already here, made, you're in space. <laughs> I have already made a, a lot of bad decisions in my life. What's one more? <laughs> well, speaking of bad decisions, all right. Ah, yeah. Segue. Let's play this game. Yeah. So uh, the last thing that happened was you guys uh, went through the downtime phase. You're technically still in it, basically. You know, it's a time when you're not doing the job. Uh, so you guys uh, did some training. You, uh, you know, burned off some stress. Uh, one of you, uh, uh, you know, got an asset for the ship. And we'll, we'll talk about that when, when it gets to it. I've been doing some thinking. <laughs> Thank you. There's one big piece of unresolved business that we must conclude uh-huh. now. Well, we'll we'll bring you back to the dry dock in Swampfoot, in a facility where there's uh, ships in in various states of uh, repair, uh, being upgraded or repaired from damage or just getting their you know monthly overhaul, uh, and uh, you have had work done to your ship you've had repairs done by tristan obviously you've had your ship completely uh, uh detailed uh so that it no longer resembles the uh crazy mess that is the showstopper uh, it is largely black with some red and gold accents on it it's you know the same basic shape but it is uh not uh not going to be confused for that on site uh, but what you need to do is uh this ship is going to need an official name. Uh, since the showstopper is, the rumor is that the showstopper no longer exists, uh, at the very least in the sector, perhaps not anywhere. It crashed uh, into the sun. Yeah, mm. it's, uh, yeah, I, I believe, I believe, I think the, that what we had said was the rumor, or what you had said as a rumor was that it got, uh, it got impounded by the, by the fuzz, but a, it, that's you know rumor spread and it doesn't really matter but um it, it, the, the long and short of it is it's no longer here so i've given you guys uh, over a month so i think it's fair <laughs> to say that they should no problem getting that ship name so oh, let's... i think it's the stop shower <laughs> after about the 15 minutes of complete bullshit uh yeah. then we could get to some <laughs> Uh, actual names. I know at one point, Rick, you sent out a list over email, but oh, um, a long time ago, and I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I have, been, I have actually been pondering. Uh, now, Jillian one. is our resident uh, name I, queen. I'm, I'm so. pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at naming. Um, right. So, 
because of the ragtag manner in which we were all assembled, I think we should call it, it, it should officially be the reliable. However, I think then we slap an un in front of it. So, like, officially on the books, it's called the reliable. What? <laughs> um. But it's actually the unreliable. <laughs> I've also considered, um, let's see, uh, I've considered the, uh, the amalgam, the hodgepodge, the, um. I'm gonna throw one out. Please. Found money. Ah. <laughs> all right. These are all. These are all. These are all. The sidewalk pennies. <laughs> <laughs> the bad penny. <laughs> uh. Wait, wait. Is it heads? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Gotta walk. <laughs> So yeah, so this is the this is going to be like obviously when you're when you're running jobs when you're doing criminal stuff you're using your you know fake transponders and stuff like that. So, but this is the you know this is the official legal name of the ship when it comes yeah. in and out of port because when we get picked up for series, this is going to be what it's called. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> we lost John. Oh, Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why, my God. Walk the dog. The I have no idea. No. The airbag. Or he's taking himself. Officially, well, I I can say this based on experience, and I think Joey can agree that John might have taken himself out of the naming things thing because <laughs> he he, 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 he does doesn't feel like he like me uh, doesn't feel confident in naming. But I'm starting to get better. Well, I, let him back in. I feel like uh, we've already overthought the name thing. So, does anyone feel very strongly about something? You know, I, I, the found money and the bad penny I love. I like the ideas of uh, the reliable, a.k.a. the unreliable. Uh, uh, hodgepodge has is, is, is got a nice, it just is fun to say. Uh, um, uh, uh, so uh, I can go either way. I don't, have a, I don't have a strong thing. So if somebody has like a, oh, I really want this. But um, I mean, I would also, I would also... Uh, uh, defer to uh, John or Jillian as I, I feel like they're more connected to the ship so if they have a little bit more of a like yeah, yeah this is the kind of thing um, because uh, you know uh, 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 um, but but I have a suggestion <laughs> that we go with like unreliable reliable slash unreliable and mm -hmm. then some of the other names can be transponder codes okay yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do it. I have a cautionary note, and I apologize because I've been having some audio issues. No, 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 please. Um, the Unreliable is the name of a ship in a video game currently called The Outer Worlds. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, we do want to avoid All right, kind of fine. Uh, um, I can look up but, some synonyms for Reliable. That's fine. <laughs> responsible and irresponsible? <laughs> irresponsible just sounds a boring name for a ship. Even if even irresponsibles or unresponsible or whatever. I don't know. I mean, not that you could. <laughs> also, also, if if you yeah. if the, you land on a name that that doesn't jibe specifically with the uh, the uh, paint job we've given the ship, that is, you can time you wind me that. But um, I mean, 
The unreliable is a ship, but the reliable, still, you could. You That's know. true. Reliable. But, I mean, I mean, here we go. We, we've got we've got decent, decisive, dependable, honest. <laughs> the um, honest. Well, only if it's honest. <laughs> That's the only way we're going. <laughs> the honest thief. No. Mm-hmm. An honest smuggler. That will confuse them. The steadfast. The unimpeachable. The unimpeachable sounds like a star destroyer. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, that's definitely what we're naming it then. Yeah, I like the steadfast. I mean, if you're if we're going with that kind of feeling, I do like the steadfast. Yeah. All right, steadfast. steadfast. Sure, we've done it sure. now. That's we've it. done it now. There we the go. Steadfast. Steadfast. We're the steadfast, and and I like that because it's kind of ironic because we we don't actually know if we're steadfast or not. <laughs> well, you know, it's also like the first thing a potential employer is going to uh, right right. All right. So now what criminal people like is people who are steadfast. Given the uh, uh, this is the you know official name of the ship is a nice you know yeah positive sounding name and then mm-hmm. uh, obviously we'll we'll be coming up with uh, bastardizations of like like the stud feast mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or the fed stast or you know mm-hmm. whatever but I don't know stud okay. feast could be a real that that could be a uh, a Patreon only episode <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not available that day <laughs> all right. Come on. Expand your horizons, Rick. Come on, man. Nope. Not going to do it. Don't you want to get paid? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how much they're paying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the official ship's registry is uh, is being updated to the Steadfast. There's no other ships in the sector operating under that name. <laughs> I'd be really good dick if we spent 20 minutes coming up with a name and I go, oh, there's another one in the sector. Come on, oh, with a different right. name. That would be mean. And I would cry. Yeah, yeah. If you did that, we would basically be flying around in the prolapsed anus. So <laughs> you know, you know what. Yep. What's yeah, good for yeah, you? Absolutely. So uh, the steadfast is the name of this freighter. That's a good name. I like that name. Says Jax. I got a. Oh, who's the captain of this vessel? We got to put a. We got to put captain. Technically, uh, there needs to be a captain, or a company name. You, you just sat here and stared at us while we stared at each other for 15 minutes. You want us to come up with another name? I, I've heard I'm just giving you options. So, person, Captain, which, who, which, which, one which one of y'all wants to... Uh, person. Not it. Which one of y'all wants to be the, the face man of this, uh, of this ship? And he looks directly at Remy <laughs> and ignores the rest of you. But he's not going to make an assumption, obviously. Good Lord, put it in my name. It's fine. That's fine. Remy. Okay. Yes. Captain Remy Moreau. I love it. I, th- I think that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Now, whether or not that's, uh, you know, whatever happens between y'all and the ship is not my problem. Uh, but I tell you what, you're good to go. I have finished uh, loading up. I finished uh, loading up the uh, extra nav comp information. Oh, good. Into the vessel. So you have uh, access to some uh, alternative modes of travel. Now, just a warning. All right. Uh, it's a standard warning that I, I give anybody who, uh, who who takes this particular upgrade. It is, of course, not you know strictly legal, but he's just looking around. And get, we're in Swampfoot, so what is? Uh, also, um, those dark hyperspace lane maps. Don't just use them willy nilly, because weird shit can happen. They're not on maps for a reason. They are quick jumps between places but it's not always necessarily where you're going to or where you're coming from but what you're hopping into so there's always a chance that you could run into some 
Well, it's hard to explain until you see it. We'll stick to the main roads unless we really need it. Yes, be sh- we'll only use them nilly. Or yeah. willy. I don't know what the negative in that I would go with nilly. Is. Willy can be a <laughs> problem. We will not go chasing waterfalls. Don't worry. Uh, you also have a small recon drone. Small drone for surveillance, mapping, intelligence gathering can be given simple instructions. Search the mine for heat signatures. Use comms quality when contested. When you use it, we'll detail what it is, what it looks like. Um, but uh, that is uh, something that, you know, directly links to the ship. Uh, all right. Well, you got a nice new paint job here. He uh, goes over and just kind of looks at uh, where the hole was in the side of the ship and goes, Dang, Tristan. I can't even tell. Good job, man. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you, you might have developed a little man crush on Jax. I don't know. It's possible. He's a, you know, kind of a lovable, uh, uh, pretty dullard who just knows <laughs> ships and loves ships. He's definitely invited to stud feast. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are y'all headed next? Make some money. You got anything uh, lined up? Well, if we don't find the money planet, then uh, no. <laughs> is there a money planet? Muffin, there is not a money planet. If you talk to the Corpos, there's a money planet, but hmm. they haven't exactly gotten the money out of it yet. If you ask me, big old rock of ore in space is just... I don't know. I don't trust it. But, apart from that, you can always go and uh, talk to Sylvia at the silent alarm. She's always got her ear to the ground. As a matter of fact, if you would like, guys, you have as a list of the contacts for the sheep, the sheep, or the <laughs> ship. The sheep doesn't need contacts. The sheep is fine. Uh, you have Alor Akin-Eared Barkeep. I could change that to Sylvia Akin-Eared Barkeep, because that's probably the best Akin-Eared Barkeep that, uh, that's out there right now, if you'd like. She is a bartender at the Silent Alarm in Slumfoot. That makes All perfect right, sense yeah, to me. I figured you probably weren't attached to the name, and your names I can mm-hmm. change from the original uh, thing. Fine, I'll just throw out this eight pages of history I'd written for our previous Keenier Barkeep. It's fine. <laughs> I, yeah. And uh, the thing is, is I kind of went through everyone's contacts, and I made a, uh, a note of ones we have met or have been referred to. So if you have contacts that, that are on your sheet that we that have not yet been uh, either mentioned or come up in play, then they are fluid. And if you come up with a better idea, even at the moment, uh, you can swap those out. I will say that, yeah, I will say that right now, the known contacts that we have uh, on the ships are Takafa, who's a dock master, uh, and Sylvia, the keenard barkeep. You did pick... Kiani, a corporate PR person, as your preferred contact. Mm, yeah. The point we're at now, right now, is is uh, uh, you guys, uh, you need to find the next job. So how, uh, there's there's no set way this usually works. What happens uh, a lot is sometimes, you know, some jobs will lead into other jobs. Uh, but more often than not, jobs will come via your contacts, or uh, there might just be known stuff that's out there. I will tell you this there's always low level uh transport guild runs that can be done pretty much everywhere um they don't really pay a lot uh but they're legit cargo jobs and what happens a lot of times with people in the smuggling game is uh depending on what kind of job they're running they might take one of those jobs to use as a cover if it's going from a place to a place but 
you do have a good relationship with the transport guild smugglers who have a tendency to run too many of those uh, and eventually get caught. Uh, it does not bode well for the transport guild and, and uh, can be a problem, but if they don't know about it or hear about it, they don't care. Yeah. So uh, what, what do people want to do right now? Well, I mean, I, I don't think we've got a, a, a strong idea. I think um, I like the idea of the uh, transport field jobs when we're tapped out on other stuff. So I think we owe it to ourselves to at least talk to Sylvia since she is completely yeah. here. And we're on the swampy, miserable planet. I figured uh, as much. I just didn't want to assume yeah. anything. If people had a contact they wanted to reach out to, um, you know, as well. But yeah, um, you can definitely start there. Okay, so you guys will head over to the Silent Alarm, and uh, Sylvia, who is of course a uh, a red-colored uh, reptile person with a, uh, a very snake-like head, is there tending bar. It's a fairly moderate-sized uh, crowd in the place. It's there's somewhat innocuous music going on in the background that's covering you know whatever dirty deals are going on in various tables in the uh, hazy smoky dark shadowy uh, dining area of <laughs> this bar okay and uh you approach ah you seem to be short a captain oh not really I don't know if I would say that. Mr. Crescendo has been uh, detained. Oh, you don't say. He's seeking a new opportunity. You know what? That's a great way to put it. I like that. We should say that. <laughs> she, of course, knows. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is a shame that the uh, showstopper is uh, no longer amongst the starlings. It was always an amusing vessel to hear about. It's a cute little ship, but, uh, you know, time has come. Are you looking for another ship, or are you, uh... You know, we just lucked in to a surprisingly good little freighter. And if you have, uh, anything to freight, well, mm. we have the time. We sure love freighting. <laughs> sure do. There's always things available, obviously, uh, Transport Guild is always looking for people to move small bits of freight here and there, and smaller organizations uh, reach out. Uh, I'll tell you, I always like dealing with uh, smaller companies. They pay well, you can be discreet with them. Sort of thing. Yes. Well, I happen to know a few opportunities. There's a, uh, person that is looking for uh, transport to another system. Now, I don't know if you are a passenger vessel or not, but this gentleman seems to be very interested in getting to possibility Ooh. quickly. He's not saying a lot, but I have a feeling there's possible other opportunities. There is a corp job that pays fairly well, from what I understand. Amalgamated Trade Enterprises. They're heavy industry, mostly kind of thing. They are looking for discreet pickup of an item from their facilities at Blue Sky Station. All right. To be taken to somewhere in the Verada system. I have a feeling I know where, but uh, I don't want to divulge too much. And uh, it's always the junk rats. 
The junk rats. Yes, they are, well, a low-level, unlawful salvage operation. Mm. Uh, kind of tell from the names. They are always looking for transport. Apparently there's some kind of uh, salvage on the planet of Amaya that they need help transporting off oh. that planet. There's news vids that are always kind of going silently in the background. And at this point, Remy, you will notice... Probably, actually, I would say, Doc, you will probably catch the eye of this. A report is coming on the screen, coming from the Breadbasket Company, and it is about a product launch for an energy drink called Overdrive that is being pushed back. Hmm. As you notice that, she kind of looks up and she says, oh, she clicks a, a button underneath the bar and the, the sound comes up kind of low in the background. and uh, You hear a, uh, a talking head. Overdrive Project Director Arvis Cato could not be reached for comment, but an official statement has been made by the COO. Oh, hey, Jilly, uh, who's yeah. the COO of Breadbasket? Oh, um, her name is Dolores, uh, Dolores Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, she is a... What's a, what's a couple of uh, a brief descriptor sentences about her? Uh, so Dolores is a thick, kind of middle-aged, heavy-set woman with mousy brown hair and a sort of like 1980s tight curl perm. Okay. Huge glasses, like uh, not Coke bottle, but just huge. Kind of makes her look like an owl. With a perm. With a perm. Yeah, now with a perm. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like, 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 like one of those things. Owl with a perm. I think we got it. Yeah. Like a silky chicken, kind of. <laughs> and my favorite dance. <laughs> what's her? Uh, what's her general demeanor? She presents as a very nurturing, very loving mother figure. Okay, great. She has, you know, basically that sort of like uh, Minnesota. Oh, don't you know? You know, she's always okay. Wearing, yeah, she's always wearing like some sort of either pink or floral print out in public and is never seen without her string of pearls. <laughs> okay, Dolores Fudge. Dolores Fudge. That's delightful. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, and just, you know, always be, always be in guard. If there's something that you, uh, you had, uh, introduced into the fiction, uh, I might ask you, uh, uh, stuff on it. And you can always just say pass or something. And I'll just come up with I will never, I, I will no, never. No, you will never that. ever. I know, Jilly. Or I might just ask Jilly. Uh, mm -hmm. Dolores Fudge. Okay, here we go. Overdrive Project Director Arvis Cato could not be reached for comment, but an official statement was made by Breadbasket Chief Operating Officer Dolores Fudge. And then it goes to a uh, screen within a screen vid. Yes, she is, uh, as described, a uh, in front of a uh, pastoral scene that is, you know, uh, usually uh, a part of uh, the you know kind of corporate optics of this company. Yes. Well, there's been a lot of talk about. <sighs> yeah. No. There's been a lot of nasty rumors going around uh, uh, about. Overdrive uh, being dangerous to certain species, and I can tell you, that could not be more false. You see, we at Breadbasket care for all beings in this beautiful League of Worlds that we all live in. And we have found that energy drinks 
a lot of people use them and have been using them for years to get a little pep in their step, and that does help you in the workforce. We also found that one thing they're always lacking is good flavor. Oh, no. So our testers have come back with uh, unacceptable flavor rate. So we have taken upon ourselves to push back the launch of this product for the... For the good of the people, don't you know? For the city. In order for us to give the best and tastiest product for all of our beloved citizens. And when Overdrive hits the market, you'll get that pep. you also get a little sweet. And then it freezes on this crazy smile. The picture of her freezes for just a little, a second too long. And then uh, it goes back uh, to the talking head. And uh, they're like, well, you heard it first. Flavor. And then she just kind of gives a nod. And then it just kind of moves on to the They admitted they did something wrong. Did they, though? I understand uh, a report was leaked by Truth Ascendant very recently. about. uh, Yes. How terrible for them. It, it, I mean, honestly, how are they ever going to recover? I'm sure they'll be fine. This is uh, one small division from their food-related products department, but they usually do not take these kind of uh, rumors kindly. I wonder why this Arvis Cato cannot be reached for comment. It is quite possible that he is... Seeking a new opportunity? Did they fire him? Unlocked. Perhaps he slipped in the shower. Perhaps. I do understand Breadbasket does have a, a a very robust corporate training program, or retraining and conditioning, I believe it is called. <laughs> Not officially, but you know, I got to get those smiles from somewhere. Those are the opportunities we have at the moment. Uh, does anyone have any place they want to go, or anything that they're feeling a draw to? I don't know that we have the cargo space for the for a salvage operation. Yeah, a salvage operation seems sticky. Passengers always come with good stories and good stories. Yeah. And you know, a discreet pickup from a corporation can be literally And Blue Sky Station is uh, it's in the possibility system. It's a, a massive uh, research station developing new science and tech from a dying star uh, built by the council with representation from all of the corps. And it is uh, the absolute center of corporate espionage is what we have here in our notes. Oh, hot damn. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of, uh, uh, it fills a lot of the niche that certain aspects of Yelich Station you know, were before. This is where a lot of like bleeding edge tech is developed. Uh, presumably. So the fact that they're looking for a discrete shipment means, you know, they don't want to go through the transport guild or any of their official tra- or even their own, you know, their own shipping fleet. Uh, re- does report to have a higher rate of return? It's listed as a four to six cred operation. The uh, gentleman looking for transport uh, is offering two cred up front with the possibility of more depending on the results of his trip. He also wants to go to possibility area. You get the impression that all he's making known to people is like, you know, this is where he wants to go. And he's obviously he's looking for something, but sure. Is the job just to get him there or do we have to get him there and get him back? Cause I'm wondering if we can take him to possibility and then go do the other job Yeah. in possibility, then go to blue sky station. That is a possibility, but that's uh, that's all the information you have on that job at the moment. Okay. 
Yeah, if we go talk uh, She to can him, arrange a, a meet with that guy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, as far as the other ones go, I mean, the Junkrats, uh, I believe that came through, I don't know if it came through one of your, one of your contacts or just a thing that uh, the Junkrats was your creation, Scott. Yeah, no, uh, uh but I don't know if you had uh, a, a, I don't have a contact specifically. I have my, right. uh, my hacker friend who is sort of associated with them, but I don't have a, I don't think I have a direct contact with them. Let me double check. Uh, I know that. Tristan, you have a contact slice. Yep. Who's the junkyard owner? That is your buddy. He's so cool. Uh, he, uh, no doubt, um, would probably be able to give you some information on that. As far as the corporate job goes, um, that might be worth talking to Aura, or we can develop this uh, Hiani character, or or something. But, um, yeah. My initial thought, and this is, of course, uh, something that uh, anyone can, assuming we get somewhere where we can kind of huddle up and, and talk so we're not just standing at the bar going, this is the legal thing we're going to do. Anyway. This is either you could do this on your ship, you can do this, uh, get yeah. a table at the silent alarm. I figure we get a table at the silent alarm because we're going to need to talk to uh, our keeney or barkeep to set up the, the, the meet with whatever we go. But my... My initial thought is uh, we we could uh, do the passenger. That would get us into the possibility system, and then that would give us the chance to do that job. Now, whether that job is something we actually want to do, messing around with something that... Everything's going to be kind of risky, right? Uh, yeah. I'm sure this passenger has all kinds of baggage. Um, not particularly tangible baggage, but baggage. The, because they're looking for this type of transport. Um, but Blue Skies, you know, there's some entanglements there, right? They, they don't want it to go in through any of the normal corporate channels, which means, you know, something's up. But that is kind of what we signed on for. So yeah, I mean, that but... level of risk is probably not something we care about uh, unless it's really hot. So uh, um, that is my thought. We take the passenger and then we try to follow up with the other, the other gig if the timing will work out. I probably like need to contact that plan. Anybody has any objections? Let's speak now or just bitch about it while we're there. Bitch about it while we're there. Got it. <laughs> I vote for both. All right. Both is good. You <laughs> want to see if you can't get a twofer going on? A twofer is uh, uh is always fun. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I mean. I mean, bitch about it now and bitch about it later. Oh, bitch about it now and bitch. Oh, yeah, bitching's gonna happen. Yeah, um, yeah. no doubt. Well, you know. If you raise an objection now and we still do it, and you bitch about it later, that bitching has some credence, and we have to listen to it. If you don't say anything now and you're just bitching, we're just ignoring you. Well, I don't want to speak for everybody. I will definitely ignore you. All right, that's fair. Okay, so. Um, what would you like to do first? Would you like to set up a meet with the passenger? Uh, would you like to inquire? Or would you like to uh, split off and do them at the same time? No, I don't think we should split. Yeah, I don't think we trust each other enough to split up just yet. <laughs> um, I think that we makes should, sense. We should. Let's set up a meet. Yeah, okay. and I think we talk to the passenger first yeah. and yes. just see what they expect of us. Because if it's just a, hey, get me to here, then we can 
legitimately tell the other thing that we will be in the possibility system around this date to take on this job if that will work and then we can set that up and then we can go into that meeting knowing what our timetable is that's my okay so um you uh, uh sylvia will uh set up a meet for you uh yes well luckily this gentleman is on Swampfoot currently shouldn't be hard to track down he is uh a little strange, but she looks over at Zemgus and she goes, I think you can handle it. <laughs> we are the best. <laughs> we will uh, fast forward to later in the day. You guys uh, have a table, maybe even just the same table. Maybe you've sat there drinking all afternoon. <laughs> Whatever. I like it doesn't that matter. plan. <laughs> and then eventually a gentleman will approach the table. He is wearing a faded like greenish leather jacket. And he has a reddish brown, uh, very worn cloak that covers most of his features. And uh, he is medium height, slender, but fit. And as he approaches, you will notice that uh, he has a long gray beard that that is visible um, under, you know, under coming under this cloak. He has a blaster at his side and a bunch of like pouches on his belt that some of them look like tools, some of them I don't know. It's a little damn maybe it's a fanny pack, but it's odd. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go ah. to my sheet of random names. I have just uh, randomly rolled what my uh, alias will be for today. Okay. <laughs> if it comes up I have to change it on my uh, character sheet. Hold on. Okay. Well, let our listeners in on the joke. Well, I, I, look, what when it comes up. Okay. <laughs> when it comes up. I mean, you can see it. You can see his character sheet, but yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to go back and put this. That's what it was in. last time. I, I rolled the same thing, which is a one in a hundred chance. I have a hundred aliens. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, My God. No, 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 no. <laughs> Looking for the crew of the Steadfast... That would be us. Captain Remy at your service. Pleasure. And he uh, he takes a seat and then uh, just kind of looks back and forth and then draws back his hood. Um, and he has uh, long hair pulled back and a long ponytail. Um, his face uh, is very... Uh, he has a very kind of noble-looking face, but it is worn with weather and age, and there are scars as well. And Zemgus, you will notice a small charm uh, that clasps around the cloak with a symbol. It is a stylized S that is in the shape of a comet, and you will recognize this immediately as uh, the uh, signet of the Comet Society. I am Orthelius, Orthelius Sarth. My need is quite simple. I find myself uh, without a vessel at the moment, and I am looking to reconnect with friends of old. And I understand that their vessel is in the possibility system. So you just need transport, and you won't need transport out of the system? Well, that all depends on what I find. I have not been in communication with the vessel, so I fear that something might have happened, but I do know it is there. I have contacts that have reported seeing it amongst many other vessels. 
it is important that I at least uh, retrieve the ship, if not the crew. But depending on what I find, I might need further assistance and I can furnish more payment depending on the nature of that. That's not much more I can say until I am in the presence of this vessel. It is in a place that it should not be. I will go to speak and I will stop and I will wait until our glorious cat. Okay. It's important to have one face. Alright. Well. So Muffin, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of exactly what I was going to say. Uh, Muffin, how dangerous is this region of space? Patrick, how dangerous is that region of space? Uh, well, it depends on how close you are to the dying star or how far oh, yeah. away you are from the dying star. Because there's different levels of danger on either side. Um, what you what you do know uh, is that uh, around... Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to ask Joey uh, about this because I, I've kind of described it before, but I think I, I might have uh, made some assumptions. The Core. Yes. Is a flotilla of ships. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is... Uh, obviously, uh, I've kind of described it as a flotilla of ships that kind of rings around the star, but that is insane. Um, <laughs> or is it a flotilla of ships that orbit the star and are maybe maybe trying to circle around it? I mean, that is just such a... Even if it's a small star, and it probably is. Yes. You know. Right now, it's orbiting. Like, it's, mm. a, it, it's not trying to ring. I don't, I don't, think, the, I don't think the cult is there yet. I don't yeah, think no, I, I didn't think so. And I, I had, I just, I'd heard myself describing it such, and I'm like, that is kind of nuts. And honestly, I mean, this, this is their project for right now. So, I mean, I mean, after this star either you know dies beautifully or is saved, uh, they might go on. But you know, they've been circle, they, they've been orbiting that star for a couple of years now. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's probably because it's still, you know, I mean, that, that, that collapse of the star could happen, you know a long time from it probably will but um because you know there's still you know there's still stuff going on there uh and there's still stuff able to go on there but um okay so uh so you're saying the quarry has not a not been there for a long time no because okay uh, they, that's good they, to know. less than 10 years okay that's good you know that in that area it's 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 really not safe but you know there there are weird uh, there are are weird warp cultists there <laughs> that you probably don't know a lot about other than you know that sounds like a hazard. It's all dependent on where you go in the system. It depends on where you go. I mean, you don't want to go too close to the star because then you have radiation problems. Um, but I hear there are unsavory elements the further out you get from the star. So it's not anywhere that would be super dangerous. It's not anywhere that would be tremendously dangerous for us as long as we are careful and know what we're doing. It's not like it's near a black hole and it's not going to go supernova in the next few days. Well, we hope not. If it does, we won't feel it. Yeah, as far as ways to go, that's not a bad one. It means some stress if you find out that it's going nova right before it does. But, but otherwise, it's not that bad. Yeah. It is, uh, I believe, relatively close, but not dangerously close. But it is, uh, and he looks kind of like, okay, let me just get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. I believe it is amongst the flotilla of ships called the Core, which it should not be. Oh yeah, why is that? Because the Comet Society 
has no business with the children of Melanor. We have no animosity towards the children. We operate in a different sphere. Okay. All right. We, to say our goals are generally not as lofty and are more based in the now than in the presumable future. We are, we are, were agents of justice and we existed to help those in need, not uh, dealing with philosophical possibilities. The children of Melanoi can find a way to reverse death or hasten death or whatever it is that is that is not our business and if they have fallen in with them then they are no longer of the society if they are no longer of the society then what is theirs is mine to continue my mission uh-huh. all right then hi i have a follow-up question if, yeah uh you'll permit me go ahead what exactly are you hiring us to do the job says transport but this yes. seems more involved because we are transporting you and then you want us to stay on station just in case you need us to transport you again which seems like another negotiation that has to happen or else you're going to put us on retainer these are all possibilities until i know what's going on with that ship i can make other offers if you want to follow the letter of this and bring me to the ship i will honor that I will make my way one way or another, and you can go off on your business, and I will give you your two cred. Well, very well. I am not looking to involve you in anything you do not wish to be involved in, but if you are looking for further reward... I think this sounds like a whole hell of a lot of fun. What uh, potential complications might we run into? (laughs) I can give you a list if you need them. (laughs) That you anticipate (laughs) our friend of the society. If they've been swayed to join the children, then I, by right, can take their ship. Oh, dang. If they do not respect that, then I will need to do what I can to retrieve it. You see, the knights are few in number, but those of us who still believe in the mission need to continue. And you can't do a lot of good for the universe on your feet. So, is go to the Kore and... Potentially have to retrieve your ship. Get me to the Epiphany. Ooh, that's a good name. Nice name. name. <laughs> it's old name, inherited. The ship has mm. been in the service of the Comet Society for generations. It is a good ship. When we enter the system, I will ping the transponder. If it is there, bring me to it. If it is not there, I will renegotiate for a drop-off somewhere else. All right. That's relatively simple. You seem fairly confident that uh, the ship is there. I have it on good authority. So the other question really is what what happens after we get there? And that's dependent on whether or not you find the ship, dependent on whether or not they want to give you the ship, dependent on whether or not they're going to fight you for the ship, and all of that. Right? All those require additional expenses on our side. If they want to fight me for the ship, I will fight them myself. I'm not come here looking uh, for mercenaries or bounty hunters. There are people I could have hired, but they're not the right sort of folk. He just kind of sits there for a, for a minute and just kind of looks kind of each one of you in turn in the eyes. Buffett gives him a big old smile in return. He returns the smile. He, uh, yeah, so he starts with you, Tristan. He looks at you and gives you a big old smile. And he's like, well, there's everything right there. <laughs> That's easy. Then he drifts over to Zemgis. Kind of a blank face mm-hmm. and just kind of 
I'll put up walls in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a sense that the warp is being used yeah. on you, but it definitely seems to be more of a, uh, a less psychic uh, way of, of sizing yeah. you up. But you see a somewhat confused expression, but then his face kind of settles back and he nods. He moves over to Dr. Mormo. I will take a long pull on my Whizbang Cola. Uh, is that a new Whizbang Cola or the one you've been carrying around? What? No, no, this is new Whizbang Cola. Okay, just yeah. making sure. Yeah, 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 no. And then we're, you not, die. Uh, we're not suicidal and then you just die. yet. Okay. Until you shake it and it fizzes, then you're okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, if you pick up a general bottle of Whizbang Cola on the ship. Yeah, just, just give it a little shake. Give it a little shake. Uh, yeah. Might be flat. And if it's flat, don't drink it. <laughs> just leave it where you found it. Um, also, if it's a weird brown color, don't, don't. You want a kind of dark caramel color. You don't want to. Anyway. Of course, I think a good, I think a, at least a couple of you saw the transfer of that. Yeah. But um, anyway. Don't drink anything you find in Mormo's quarters. That's where we're going. He looks at, um, uh, yeah, he looks to, he looks to you, Mormo, and just for a moment and just immediately moves over to Remy. Just like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. This guy. Uh, yeah. And I am equally sizing him up with the most skeptical look of like, do you actually have money to pay for this? Because generally, do-gutters do not. But anyway, but I won't say that. I'll just, I'll be thinking that real hard. Hmm. He then lands on you, Remy. Mm-hmm. And... I'm giving him one of them smiles, that, that, that sort of neutral face, poker smile gives away very little. He looks at you for a good long time. Is this offer acceptable to you, Captain? Do you have any issues with going to the Corey? I don't have any issues about bringing you to the Corey. If you would like to take me, I will go. I believe I have explained to you, best of my ability, the most basic terms of this job. Too great to bring me to the ship. And that is acceptable. Welcome aboard. When would you be looking to disembark? As soon as you're ready. By this, I can be ready by tomorrow morning. All right. Perfect. Wheels up at eight. Uh, okay, so are you doing any, uh, are you looking into the other job at all? Or are you going to? I think we should look yeah, into the other the job and at not? least give them like a, hey, we'll be in the system. We might be able to take it if we get out of our initial run there without a problem but i think it's also useful to go in because i feel like we could go to blue sky and probably get another gig to get out of possibility so i think either way we're fine but we might as well look into the other gig while we've we've got it see how much trouble we can get into uh okay so would you like to use a, a another contact to do this uh yeah i don't think any of my people are going to help Aura is probably a good person to talk to, uh, or um, there's uh, this corporate PR person that uh, we can figure out how that fits into things. Uh, anybody have a opinion on which one of these people we want to we want to talk to? I mean, uh, yeah, Aura might. Um, you know what? I could, I could definitely call her up. Okay, so uh, yeah, you reach out to Aura. Uh, you're able to uh, get through. I have been meaning to talk to you. Thank you. You might want to know, Breadbasket, there's a rumor going around that they have uh, hired a, uh, a firm to look into this whistleblower. 
Oh no! And uh, that firm is Mortel and Associates? Really? They're no joke. Well... How, uh... How good do you think this guy is if he stands up to any scrutiny? Elwin! Elwin seemed kind of twitchy. I mean, best case scenario, they scare him real bad, he has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, so he is actually on a short list of people being considered to take over the director position. Really? Yeah, but that means they're going to be doing more thorough background checks. Now, we're not we're not talking about a, a you know a, a corporate takeover or anything. This is a relatively minor thing, but they take this stuff seriously. I mean, your current situation being somewhat different than your previous situation is probably going to be helpful. But he didn't meet with Crescendo, though, did he? He knows you guys. Mm, yes, exactly. Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll keep my ears to the ground, but um, uh, what do you need? So ATE has put out feelers for a cargo job out in the possibility system. Yeah, it looks like they're looking to move something from Blue Sky to Verada. And if they're looking to move into Verada, there's only a couple of places I think they're going to want to go, and one of them they just can't get to. Alright. I mean, presumably. In Verada, that's where... That's where the big prize is. The planet-designated Vaklov. What? That's one of those things. If, if you've been in this sector any for any length of time, you know that there's this massive uh, ore planet uh, the, uh. that has uh, recently kind of been found and cleared from the nanovirus area. And uh, the corps are all working to get on it and to it because it's it's presumably reachable, but... All of their staging operations are on this uh, ice ball called Nihil 887. What a charming little name. Yeah, a Nihil 887 uh, is also now where Quantified Dynamics, the uh, the AI company, that's where they've moved their headquarters for the sector. Okay. Because it is very cold there. Very mm-hmm. good for their, their massive, massive uh, data course. Plus keeps people away. But that's a lar- there's, there's tons of corporate facilities down there, and they're all waiting for the go-ahead to go to that planet and, and, and begin to uh, pillage it for everything it's worth. This is likely something that has to do with that. I can't think of any other reason why they'd want to do this. And they wanted to be quiet. It's coming from Blue Sky, then probably everything they can do to keep the lid on it. Okay. They're going to be wanting movers that can be real subtle and quiet. And oh, well, look at us, darling. We're the most subtle and the most quiet. I mean, I can put you in touch. Would you, dear? Yeah. I mean, we'll be over in the system anyway, and we figured it's a good way to get back. And then when I get back, how about you and me spend a weekend together? If I can fit you into my schedule, of course. Yay. So, in the interest of kind of uh, uh, getting things going here, uh, she uh, will act as a go-between, if you wish. Fantastic. To get you all the information. And, and then uh, what she uncovers throughout the course of the rest of the day is that basically they would be giving you coordinates to a dock facility on Blue Sky, Blue Sky Station. Uh, it'd be a very, very quick and very, very quiet drop-off. And then you are to go directly to Nihil 887. When you get in the proximity of the planet, you will flash code. You'll be giving landing coordinates. 
you will be dropping the package. Uh, you will be paid seven cred. Holy shit. Okay. What the hell? Definitely doing it. I love this idea. And that is dependent on the cargo getting to them within a specific window and in specific condition. Uh, what is the... What are these conditions? Funny thing about time in this game, mm-hmm. it's kind of loosely defined. It'll probably be based on a series of clocks. So, you know, it's a window ah. of X time, and it's a condition of X. They have assured Aura that the specs of your ship are more than adequate to carry this thing. It's not that big. It's probably, like, the size of, like, a small car. So it's big, but it's not huge. And it's basically going to be in a big old uh, secure container. And it goes without saying, just leave alone. (laughs) It sits in your cargo hold by itself, presumably under some kind of guard, until it gets to its home on the hill. Well, they'll take it and pay you a, a good chunk of change. Now, that amount will kind of go down depending on other factors, you know happen like if it's takes a little bit of time they'll make shave something off of it uh if it's uh winds up being somewhat tussled around it might take a little off of that but if you can do the job in the right amount of time it pays quite well very lucrative that is a and that is a stupid amount of money for a crew uh this uh, this green that is a stupid amount of money yeah all right well I mean, we, I, we, let's. We, in fact, I'm at the point where we just throw this questing night guy out the out of the airlock oh, and we just go do no. this. Oh no! I mean, we're 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 going there anyway. Right. We're going there anyway. His negotiation for the second thing will be like, "That's great. We'll talk to you later." Here you are. We got real money. We got this other job we can't possibly do. We're gonna do that instead. Uh, I love it. Let's do this. The next morning, you guys are going to meet with Orthelios and get going, and then we will uh, begin the job phase of our uh, enterprise. So we will cut there, and uh, in two weeks, uh, we will begin this next job or jobs. Woohoo! All right, jobbing. Woo! We're going to job. All right. Also, I'm never going to remember his name is Orthelios. He is just going to be Comet Boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye, everybody. Later. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, we would love to thank our Apprentice Architect Patreons, Jillian and John Christensen, Suzanne Bell, and Caitlin Thompson. We could not do this without you. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash AOE podcast. Have fun. We'll see you next time.